Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. Edward Jones Financial Advisors Todd Nash in Coralville, Travis Whitmore in North Liberty, and Jeff Rudolph, Kelly Barta, Adela Hunter, and Scott McGill in Iowa City understand this. For all of your investment needs, visit edwardjones.com or call and stop by an office. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Welcome back to the Seven Nation podcast here on yourprepsports.com. I am Rob Howe, joined as always by Ryan Merkin, publisher of yourprepsports.com. We are recording this podcast at 11.15 a.m. on Wednesday, March the 31st. April 1st tomorrow, Ryan. Full April Fool's Day. Opening day for Major League Baseball, isn't it? Yeah. And, it's coming. Uh, I think a lot of people would look at uh, the commissioner of baseball and say he is a fool, so that's appropriate. <laughs> that is good segue, Rob. I love it. I how love the what you did there. Do this year? Well, how, how are the Cardinals looking? I don't know. I, I haven't gotten as deep into it as I usually do. I think they're going to be good, but people down here don't want to hear me say that the Cardinals are going to be good because I, I know that there's – with as much – What much, is the uh, breakdown for Cubs-Cardinals fan? in Iowa do you think it's it's pretty interesting really like that's because when I when we lived in Nebraska you just didn't you just there just didn't seem to be nearly as many people that were major league baseball fans I mean that had like a real allegiance even like a lot of the a lot of the people I knew that were really into baseball there were some Royals fans yeah. um, now we had moved back here before the Royals got good I'm sure there was all sorts of Royals <laughs> fans out there, out there. but you know, Kansas City's not far away. There were some Royals fans. And then I did know some um, – there, there were some really, I don't, I don't know, passionate Rockies fans. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you're out there, you're not all that far from – Yeah, I mean, that's true. From, from Denver and, and a lot of kids that came to the – we were in Hastings, Nebraska, and a lot of the kids that came to, to the college there were, were Colorado kids, and, and they stuck around. Some of them stuck around and stuff and were involved in things I was involved in. But – it, it is. I mean, and there's some Brewers fans around. I'm just going off like my son's team. We have a couple really passionate Brewers fans. Yeah, there's a decent amount of, of Twins fans, especially with, you know, having an affiliate in Cedar Rapids yeah. for a while. I think that helps kind of some, you know, when you follow guys and, and people get into it. So, um, I don't know. Based on the amount of people that give me a hard time about my Cardinals hat as I go to the grocery <laughs> store or whatever, I, I'm guessing that it's – it seems like it's like 99% Cubs fans. Um, but – it, they, it, it's fun. It really is fun when, they, when they've both been good, which has been the case for – I mean, when I say good, I mean you know, they're both – they're two of the best teams in their division. Um, they're both in that conversation. And so that makes it kind of fun because it wasn't yeah. like that for a long time. So. The NL Central stinks this year, so the Cardinals have a chance. It's At not going to be as good. The, they're I'm not re- in the rugged NL East with my Mets. <laughs> That's going to be a tough uh, division. It actually is going to be, be – it's going to be as good as it's been in a long time, I think. Yeah. But. So, if you've tuned into this podcast to listen to <laughs> high school sports, that was your Major League Baseball opening day segment. Yeah. And that's probably all we'll talk about Major League Baseball uh, for the rest of the year. Shoot me an email, and, and I'll give you my phone number. Shoot me a text, and, and I'll get on the phone with you, and we can talk about Major League Baseball for, for several hours. Or we can talk about 8U Baseball or whatever you want, because I can talk baseball all day. And the weather here feels like opening day in Major League Baseball. Cold. Yesterday was cold and kind of overcast. And you get to, you got to go out to high school track, which is also right. the early season track weather. It was uh, stereotypical yesterday at West High. You went out to the women of Troy relays, and it was uh, uncomfortable. But uh, I read your story, and, and the athletes were just glad to be back competing. Yeah. It- it was. It was so. It was hilarious. I was outside on Monday with my kids, and we were playing and stuff. And they were like, "Oh, it's so hot!" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, this is how it's gone for years. It's seventy today and sunny, and, and it was windy on Monday." But I was like, "And I don't. 
Like I have no, I have nothing. And I'm like, and I have a track meet tomorrow. And I was joking with my wife. I'm like, it's going to be 35. And it kind of, kind of <laughs> felt like it by the time that thing wrapped up. And they, they ran a great meet. Uh, they always do. But it's, it's dark. You know, it's eight. I think, uh, and it cleared out quickly um, as we were, as, as was, you would expect. But it was eight, eight fifteen, and and man, the wind was blowing, Robin. It was cold. Um, but I thought, you know, West Coach Mike Parker's quote was great. It was the first thing he said to me when I, I just asked, you know, how excited they were to have a meet, and he's like, you know, you know, the story's up on the website, you can read it. But his quote was basically like, on a day like this, in any in a normal year you know, it's cold, it's windy, there's going to be some complaining. And he's like, there wasn't a single kid that complained today about anything because they were just so excited to be out there. And talking to their, talking to their athletes, I mean, they were. And, and their, the sentiment was exactly what you think. But at the same time, Rob, I kind of wondered exactly what you think and that they were super excited to be out there. And that's what, I mean, these, we, we've talked about it, you know, the way it ended up working out spring sports season was the only sport that we missed, mm-hmm. um, which I think in some ways made it harder for those kids. Now it's great that we got back to playing high school sports right away in the summer. Yep. Uh, and I, you know, I think it went pretty well, all things considered. Um, so it was good for those kids, but that kind of makes it tougher when you're a soccer player or you're a track person in, in a way, I'm sure those kids were happy, uh, you know, for their, for their classmates, but that's tough when you lose, you know, the sport that you do for some of those kids, maybe that's the, the only sport they do. Um, you talked so I, about this before with basically having two freshman classes. Yeah. Did you get any of that vibe yesterday where Mike Parker maybe was, you know, Hey, I didn't know I had this or, you know, just some, some, you know, revelations that came out of that. Yeah. They're excited and they're pretty young as well. Yeah. So it was interesting for that to be kind of the first coach I talked to about that, um, which everybody's going to be, young as far it's kind of like college basketball this year the teams and that's kind of what he said the teams that are experienced are going to have success early mm-hmm. you know and then you when you have a lot of young people because you think about that seniors now their last track meet was when they were sophomores and especially at the big schools it's it's difficult sometimes to be you know a three four event person so some of those people that competed two years ago as sophomores they were maybe a re, they were maybe on a relay or two you know but they probably weren't getting, yeah. you know, two, three individual events in, in, in like some of those kids are. So now we talked about this in every sport. Now, even if those kids are back, Rob, they're probably in a different role. They're probably expected to do yeah. three, four events, you know, and, and that's, you, you have to know the routine of the meet. And, and obviously, you know, on March 30th, they're not loading every kid into every event the way that they would in maybe March or maybe May. But, but that's part of it is learning that routine of, you know, not just how do you compete, but you know, how do you go from, how do you, how do you compete in this and get yourself ready to compete in this and, and track meets, as long as they seem sometimes when they're cold to people like me and you, if you're a kid and you have four events, you know, they go pretty, they can go pretty fast yeah. um, as you're trying to stay busy and everything. So I think what it was more for them was it gave their kids a chance to just see, see how it all worked. Um, but he did mention, you know, he's like the teams that have experience, the team that had more kids that ran varsity meets are going to be successful early. And, and as they always do, his big thing, as we talked, was just he likes, he likes their, their team. Uh, it's just a matter, and he mentioned it several times, you know, getting it to where it's a 19-event uh, team by May. And that's mm-hmm. always what they do and always what West Girls Track has done so well, as well as any program in the state, uh, is have their kids ready in May. But you could tell that this year, maybe more than ever, that was the focus for them. And he did say, we want to do well at every meet, but it, it's a quick season, too. Um, you know, we've got basically six weeks from right now, you know, until, until the postseason. Um, so it's all about kind of getting those young kids up to speed as quickly as you can, because like you said, half your team now is, you know, I mean, based on, based on classes has, has not competed in, you know, conference meets, districts meets, meets, things like that. So, um, it was great to see those kids out there. And I, I thought from talking to him as well, they had a really good opening day, Rob. Drake is what, three weeks from tomorrow? Is that right? Um, I think it's three weeks from tomorrow. It's a Thursday, 22nd. I, I, I know I told you this off the, as we were talking off the, you know, the, the podcast, off the air, so to speak. I was like, man, I typed in all my schedules. It's the 22nd. Yeah, it's, two, it's three weeks from tomorrow. It's Drake already. 
And so I was typing in all my schedules a couple weeks ago, and that was, that was a week or so ago. And I kind of looked at my watch and I was like, oh man. And I'm like, it's the 24th or whatever. I'm like, that's a month away. It just didn't seem possible. Yeah. So, but it's um, coming, Rob. A couple kids to talk about Ryan, Phoebe Burt won the, uh, the disc and shot put, shot put events. Is that, uh, is that Kevin BF Burt's daughter? I believe you know? so, yeah. That's cool. That's a little, yeah. that's, that's some Iowa City, uh, that's that's definitely I definitely uh, Iowa City. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Come on, Rob. My, my brain has hit. Uh, my brain has hit a wall. No, she she had an incredible day and super neat kid to talk to as well. Um, what year is she? She's a senior. Okay, so really, she's one of those kids that hasn't competed since she was a sophomore you know, and the jump back in and win those two field events right away is, uh, that's impressive. Yeah. And that was, that was what she talked about was her last meet, um, that she competed in was the, she couldn't be at the state qualifier her sophomore year. So she's like, you know, the last meet I actually threw in was early May. It was a JV meet, you know, because she, she knew her schedule kind of, even though she was a varsity thrower so she, you know, she mentioned right away when I asked her how excited she was to be out there. She's like, it's been basically two years, you know, since I threw an outdoor meet. Um, and, and she was, it was really enjoyable to talk to her. You really saw what, what we've talked about, just a kid that was so excited to get out there um, and have a chance to compete. And she was incredible. Um, I mean, 11, almost an 11 foot PR in the discus. Um, read my story because she had a great quote about that, about just, when you get your season canceled and she felt that, you know, that thrill come out of her hands, you know, just immediately got that feeling of, you know, this is what I've been waiting for, you know, for a year. But um, she was really impressive. Won the shot, won the discus. And, and you know, and as, as, you know, Mike Parker mentioned to me, you know, she came right out of the gate and threw, uh, I think he called them, you know, state championship caliber distances. So PR in both, like a, almost, almost really close to an 11 foot PR, uh, for her in the discus um, and Ella Woods ran a really good uh, hundred hurdle and won that for them. And, and that's a time that when you look at that time, um, sorry, I, I was just pulling it up, Rob. She was one twenty six nine and a half uh, in the discus, which, um, you know, was almost 30 feet better or more than 30 feet better than, than the runner up. But that's a, that's a really good throw. And then she was um, 37, eight um, in the shot put. So really impressive. Um, distances for for Phoebe Burton and um, Ella Woods in the in the hurdles her time you know isn't going to blow you away but that was straight into the wind yeah it was I mean I mean it's one of those ones where there's wind and I know that that makes it hard Um, you know I jog outside etc we all know what it's like running into the wind Mm -hmm. but as they were lining up for the hurdles and I saw that they were running that direction I was like oh man I, I I very rarely do I think that to myself when I'm watching a track meet. I'm like, what a, what a miserable event to run right into that. Um, and she, and she ran, I thought she really ran a really strong race. She had some good comments about how it affected her ability by the time she got to the last hurdle. But I think you definitely saw some good, some good stuff from them. And, and like Mike Parker told me, you know, for them, it's going to be a matter of getting those young kids up to speed so that they can put together a 19 event, uh, you know, a 19 event meet when they get into May. But I thought they had a good, a really good opening meet. Yeah, another name I recognize is Annie Schwartz, who was, uh, where did I, I lost her here. She was fifth in the 400 and was on both relay teams, both four by four and four by eight. And uh, shout out to her. She's a, the daughter of uh, David Schwartz, who has worked okay. with me for a long time at Hawkeye Nation. So I know they're happy to be back on the track. They missed, uh, they missed less. You, I was, I, I honestly had that phone conversation with my wife, like half an hour before we podcasted, Rob, I had to call her about some other stuff. And I mentioned three kids, um, three names that I saw in track results today of people we knew it, it really gets fun. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, when you, when some of your friends start having kids and, and doing things they enjoy, whether track or, you know, golf or basketball, wrestling, whatever. It's fun when you're able to kind of follow those, those kids that you knew when they were younger or know their And it explains so. why my back hurts 
and why I always <laughs> it's the age. And now right. our friends are in high school and you know right. our friends' kids are in high school and competing and that's uh, right. it coincides with how old we're getting. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um let's move on to uh there was a meet at Tipton last night, Ryan, and you have a roundup on that on the site as well. Uh bringing that up. Yeah, that's a that's a uh Solon and people know, that, right? It was a they, girls the, meet. The Solon, it was it was co-ed. Um, okay. I'm I'm still finishing up boys boys results, and those will be up shortly. Had to take a break to to pod, but um, this we've talked about this before. A lot of the for for cross country and track, and Rob knows this, and everybody listening knows this. But these schedules generally stay the same for a lot of teams. You know, they're in the same meets, and and this is kind of the traditional. I don't know. I think they call it the early bird, but it's kind of the traditional outdoor opener mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of these teams. Um, and it's, it's great for, you know, it's got Regina and West Branch and, and Solon and Clear Creek are all there. And, and I thought all those teams, um, you know, competed pretty well. Look, just looking at results, Rob. Um, yeah, Solon three. obviously had Solon, a lot of success. Clear Creek and Regina were the top three. Yeah. And um, Regina. And again, it's March track, you know, and these, these teams are going to, they're going to put kids in spots, you know, as, as the season goes on to try to get them to state and, 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 you know, Drake and things like that. But, um, Andy Gann was really good for Regina, won the long jump, won the 400 hurdles, you know, ran on their shuttle hurdle team that I thought had a pretty good time. Um, Anna Lee Bartles was good. She won the 3000. I think she was fourth, um, in the 1500. So, Kind of some of those Regina names, running names that you expect to be good, um, were good. Um, West Branch had a couple kids that, that I kind of kind of uh, highlighted that I thought had pretty good performances uh, in the shot, in the 100. Um, Clear Creek had several. Um, they won the 200, won the 4 by 8 So, uh, and then and Solon had a lot. I think Solon won 10 events, won five relays. Um, so they, they've just – They've really developed a lot of really good depth at Solon Rob and, and had success at state, you know, in 2019 in the relays. And, and that's kind of been their, their calling card is they, they don't have those kids that are going to, you know, qualify in three individual events or they haven't in the past few years, um, but they've been able to score points at the state meet because of their depth. And, and they have really good relay teams across the board. Even when we get to the postseason, you know, they're going to try to get, you know, five, six, seven relays to state, um, you know, everybody's trying, but, but they're going to feel like they have a really good chance to do that. And they had some good individual performances for the first meet, you know, too. So um, Emma Bach won the 800, Kaya Holtkamp won the 400, um, Kirsten Conway won the, won the 1500, and then uh, Ava Conrad swept the throwing event. So Solon Track always has good throwers. doesn't every year. Um, Coach Weimer has a lot to do with that, obviously, but – They've had good kids that have that have worked really that work really hard in those events. So you know they're going to have a good thrower, um, and, and then they they just like I said their their depth and that kind of shows at a meet like this. You know, an 11, 12 team meet, they're able to to be up there in every event. But um, real, I I mean, you go through those results and there's a bunch of really good stuff when you start looking at times for all of our teams. But it was Solon really really was impressive um, as I type those up for especially that's you know. First time being outside um, for, for most every kid. Yes, and uh, a lot of familiar names on here, Ryan, that we talk about not only for track, but other sports. And that's <laughs> kind of what you get when you go down to the smaller schools. You have multiple sport athletes, and it's, uh, it's cool to see. I enjoy that. Right. You know, Sasha Koenig runs track for, for West Branch. And, um, you know, a lot of these kids that we just got done seeing in basketball, Solon has a lot of their basketball team um, yep. with the Levines and, and Holt Camp and, and – uh, Ellie Holobar throws the, throws the disc for them. And, you know, it's the same thing with Clear Creek. They have a lot of those kids. So it's cool. I mean, and that's not just for track, but for, for every sport. You know, I mean, that's kind of what it takes. And, and a lot of these kids have realized that track's a great thing to do for those other sports too. Um, you know, so that's, that is, that's enjoyable too because it helps, you, it helps you get to know kids as well, Rob. But um, there's going to be a lot of successful – you know, we're not talking, we haven't talked about City High and Liberty High, um, you know, who they were outside on Saturday um, at City's Meet and 
had good had good times again um, on a, on a, on another day that was wasn't a bad day, you know. But we're not nobody's seeing optimal days uh, in March. But when we our area is going to have really good track and field again. We're going to have a lot of kids at Drake. Um, and that's Rob said in only a couple weeks and three weeks. Um, and we're going to have a bunch of kids, you know, competing for, for medals at state too. And I wasn't, sh- I knew it would be good because it's always good. And we talk about that all the time, but I, I just wasn't sure what to expect this year, Rob. So it's been interesting to kind of look at results and, and I'm trying really not to look too much at times and things like that because you know, you don't know where kids are at tra- training wise mm-hmm. um, and, and what they were able to do. And every kid's probably a little bit different. And you mentioned it when you have some multi-sport kids at the smaller, smaller schools, or even at the bigger schools, you know, how much track were you able to do when you missed a season last year mm-hmm. and you play other sports and you maybe then you're starting to get ready for these other sports. And so it's been interesting, but I just get the feel this last week from what I've seen that, that we're going to be right where we were a couple of years ago, where we have some of the best, um, track and field kids in the state. And I think we'll see quite a bit of improvement too once people get back into the flow. A hundred percent. And that's, you know, again, Mike Parker is really smart and is as good of a coach as there is in the state. And, you know, that was the kind of the first thing he mentioned other than how excited the kids were, were was there's going to be, you know, we got to get our kids up to speed because there's some, there's going to be a learning curve for sure that he mentioned several times, but there's going to be a chance for uh, exponential growth this season, you know, as kids start to pick it up. Check out that, uh, the West High meet story from Ryan and then the roundup on, uh, on uh, the, the uh, Tipton early bird as well. Those are on your prep sports. You can check out all the winners and times. Ryan, let's hop over to, over to some boys track, and you've got a story up there on uh, some track and field athletes to watch this season. Um, good mix of, of athletes from various schools in the area. Again, kind of highlighting that there's going to be uh, some good action on yeah. the track on the boys' side this year as well as the girls. Yeah, and there's obviously when I do those for all sports, there's a lot more guys, there's a lot more girls, a lot more more kids, um, and you always feel bad because I could put 50 kids on those things, but you're, I'm trying to keep it at a manageable list for readers. And and this year it's it's really hard in the spring sports when it's been you know two years um, since these kids have competed. So I wanted to throw that out there. I know there's there's other kids that could have been on that list, but I kind of went heavy on on some kids that I, that I knew a little bit more about, whether that was from getting surveys back from coaches or the, you know, we did have um, city and West competed last week uh, at Washington. Um, that's one that's always on the schedule. So that one's always on the schedule. The Bob Brown meet at Regina Sherwood relays at city high. And then this mm-hmm. kind of Tipton meet, these are all, they're always on the schedule. And I feel like that Saturday of Sherwood and Bob Brown, since I've been back here, those event that's always, It'll be 70 the week before, and then that day it snowed. Or it, it, that's, those two have been canceled a lot. But um, that season opener at, at Washington, Washington, Iowa, um, City's gone to that, and West was at that this year. I don't know if West has always gone, but um, that they always seem to – I mean, that, you know, you're talking the 24th, 25th of March. They always seem to get good weather for that, Rob. They always seem to get like a rogue, like 60-degree day. I mean, at least <laughs> – you know, maybe not 70, but a pretty nice March day. Uh, and, and City won that. They had a lot, you know, we have results up from that on the website. You can find that. Um, they had a lot of, I thought, when you're talking March track, a lot of really good times. Uh, Isaac Rohrett won the 100, won the 200. Um, they did really a, well. Is this a new coaching staff, Ryan? Or was nope, the, did they coach in 19 as well? It's, yeah, it's Mike Moore and, and the same guys that have okay. been there for the City Boys. Yeah, Coach Moore. And um, they were real – like, I talked to Coach Moore a lot, a lot through last spring during the pandemic. And, and they were really, really excited about the group they had last year. I mean, they just thought they had some guys that were coming up. Um, and, and, you know, he's telling me this stuff, and I haven't seen these guys, and mm-hmm. I, of course, believe our coaches, but they were really – optimistic about the group they had and you're, you're kind of starting to see that now um they have a good hurdling group um they've got some they've just got a good mix of of athletes uh, i'm excited to get out and see them you know and, and then also just continue to see marks and in times and, and see kind of what they can throw down because i thought they really put some good stuff out there when you're talking about 
you know, March 20 something last week at Washington in, in West High too. Um, West High had some really impressive stuff from that. Um, I wrote about this in my, my guys to watch, but Mason Applegate, you know, who's an impressive guy in the football field and had a good wrestling season, but yeah, it's not I, all that often that you it, see somebody yeah. runner up in the shot and runner up in the hundred. <laughs> I thought that was a misprint. That's accurate. Yeah, and I mean, if you watch him do other sports, he's that type of explosive kid. Wow. But I mean, you know, he's he's a, he's a rare combo. I don't know what the what they intend to do with him, you know, all year, Rob. Um, but he he's he's in, he's intriguing. You know, he was a state qualifier in the shot two years ago, um, and, and they've had a they've had great success uh, with throwers. You know, at West High going back several years. Um, but they've had several of those guys that don't when you when you look at the throwers out there at the state meet, um, you know, then you've got all the 250, 260 pound guys. They've had some success with those really explosive guys, guys like Landon Green and and guys that have been, you know, more on the explosive side. Um, even like a like a Jake Gannon who wasn't a huge guy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so it's a lot been, of that's technique too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's what they've done so well is they've kind of found those explosive guys that are, you know, just str- obviously strong. And it speaks to what they do with their, with their strength program there. But, but guys that, I mean, it's just about, you know, it's about moving that, moving yourself through the ring and, and getting an explosion. Mm-hmm. But, um, they Not had everybody good times. has to look like Tristan Worfs. <laughs> well, <laughs> he had both of those things. He was the biggest guy out there. And then you watched him move and he also – you know, was more explosive and moved better than, than yes. most of those other guys. But good stuff from them, both City and West. I'm excited to see see those teams as we get going. And then um, last night at, at Tipton, you know, Solon, Regina, like I said, Solon, Regina, um, Clear Creek. And Clear Creek didn't have, you know, a full team there by any means. Um, but there was, as I went through those, and then those will be posted shortly, but as I went through there, there was some really good stuff from all three of those teams there last night, Rob. Um, for Solon, Tyler Bilski was third uh, in the in the 1500, but, you know, obviously the distance events usually take a little bit of time. First time out, you know, 447 for him. He was behind the, the Comanche kid and the Tipton kid who, you know, you and I both watched a lot in mm-hmm. cross country. I mean, those are two of the elite, you know, distance runners in – in two A, so he okay, threw down both, a pretty are those good guys time. Both running at you and I, I think so. I I'm I know the um, the Tipton kid, the Tipton, yeah, and I think the Comanche guy is too. But okay, those are two really good guys, and he was yeah. with it. He was third behind them, and I think it was like four forty five, four forty six, four forty seven. So Tyler was right with those guys, which which stuck out to me immediately. And then Colton Hoffman, uh, who's another you know impressive looking athlete, he. He won the high jump. He cleared six feet, and, and he was on um, – I think they won the four-by-two, if I remember right, but he was on one of their relay teams. Uh, and then Ben Swales from Clear Creek goes, I think, twenty over 20 feet in the long jump, won the long jump. Harrison Rosenberg won the high hurdles, um, mid-15s. I think he was 15-5-4. So, again, you're going outside for the first time. These are, you know, these are marks that, that kind of – to get your attention a little bit when you haven't had a lot of time to train. And then um, in, in the least surprising thing, Regina seems to have another good thrower. They've always had, they've had a string of long, good throwers over there. Josh Gaffey won the, won the shot put 46, four in change. So I scanned that pretty quick. Um, I need to finish it up and get it up on the site so people can see all those. But yeah, I mean, it, there's stuff that stands out again. It's kind of the theme of, of what I've seen early so far is I think we have some good teams but everybody seems to have something, you know, something that they can hang their hat on this year. And we're going to have good, tra- we're going to have good track on both sides, Rob. Yeah. And we'll get a chance. I mean, you've mentioned some of the kids that have, you know, competed already and uh, you know, performed well early on so far in a, you know, a couple of opening meets, but uh, we'll talk a lot more about, you know, and you mentioned it. I mean, we're going to see kids emerge here that we haven't talked about or don't know about. Right as right. the season goes on and we'll talk about them on the pod as you know we get more results and learn more about these teams and, and athletes absolutely and, and here's the thing too to to keep to kind of to consider that I have to keep reminding myself of 
I, and Rob does the same thing. I know if you cover track in, in this area, basically in Iowa city, especially you kind of set your, you set your track calendar or your, you know, based on, and it starts with on Thursdays, you know, concurrent weeks of Thursdays and it starts with four wall, right? And four walls in two weeks, basically. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the 15th. So two weeks from tomorrow, and then you go four-walled every year. You go four-walled, you go Drake, you go conference meets, you know, you go districts or, you know, qualifiers, and you go state. And, and I mean, there might be a week in between there. This year I'd have to double-check, but that, that's basically coming, you know. I mean, so it's going to be quick. Um, it's going to be really quick, Rob. So, so that combined with, like you said, there's going to be kids emerge that, you know, we don't, we don't know about, basically. Um, I mean, you're talking state track, you know, May 20th. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a May tra- – and then districts on the 13th. Yeah, I'm just going through my schedule. And conference meets on the 6th. So it's going to be wild, Rob. Yep, looking forward to it. Looking forward to the weather being warmer as the season progresses. Probably will rain at Drake. And I'll have my oh. photo equipment – I'll have my rain gear and my photo equipment covered up. And uh, I remember one year I had to borrow Jeff, an uh, extra camera from Jeff Yoder because my camera got – some water got into the mechanism of the camera and locked it up, and that doesn't work well when there's water in there. So Jeff saved my, saved my behind. We'll have one kind of overcast, like not bad day, and then there will be one really, really super sunny, like stretch, maybe not a full day, like For really all the sunny. people that don't think they need to wear shoes sunscreen will get yep. just fried. Yep. Yep. Then you'll walk around the infield and people will have beet red faces. Well, I, I, I was going to say, Drake, the high school portion of Drake is only one day this year, so I'm wrong. But you, you have your normal you know, weather wheel of Drake relays where you have just kind of an overcast like 50s day. Yeah. You're like, oh, this isn't so bad. Then you have, you have rain at some point every time. And then you have the day somehow where it's 110 and like right now it's probably like 70s but it's super sunny and nobody's put sunscreen on yet and everybody gets sunburnt and then you end it with like it's somehow like 35 degrees when you're walking back to your car on saturday it's just how it goes yeah. everybody knows what well, maybe that'll be the state meet this year oh man <laughs> there's been the last couple of times that i've been at drake stadium robin ever everybody probably knows because they go to the same things but we have that thunderstorm a couple of years ago that, that delayed the – they were running relays on whatever night that was at State. I think that was Thursday night. And in the last couple – I think West High was actually in it or in the blocks or one of our area teams. But the last couple of relays got delayed. And that thunderstorm just – I mean, it seemed like I was in that press box and it just thundered and like – it seemed like for seven hours. I mean, it was probably an hour or so. But I finally just – I couldn't take it anymore. I just made a run for my car which was, I mean, it's just that. And then a couple of years ago at Drake was the, the Saturday at Drake. It was, I don't know. I honestly don't know what it was, but I seriously think it was in the high thirties. It was like a sleeting. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's been some, there's been some doozies lately. We'll see what it brings this year. And those are coming up. As we said, the Drake will be in three weeks and then uh, the, the season will really pick up after that. Uh, golf got underway. Yesterday, Ryan, um, Regina, with a, a tight win over Mid Prairie yesterday, got its season off to a good start. Let's hit on a little golf here. Regina, we could talk about that, maybe some other uh, area thoughts uh, on that sport from you. Yeah, good win for Regina against Mid Prairie, who's always been a pretty good, you know, pretty solid golf program. I got to think golfing um, was a little difficult yesterday, too. With well, and that's, that's what I was just going to say. I actually um, – do you have that in front of you? Um, I, I couldn't tell you what the what the medalist score was, but I actually was pretty impressed. Um, uh, is it Mike Takis? Yes. Yes. 40, shot a forty-seven. Yep. And I saw that, and I was like, because before I opened it, I kind of just did this to myself. I'm like, and I really mean that. I'm like, did anybody get under fifty? Because it was. I can't imagine what it was like. Um, where was out that? on go- out on golf courses because. There's no way I'm shooting. There's no way I'm shooting under 75 if it's blowing like that. But so I thought I was, again, first time out, you know what it's like. I mean, these these kids probably, 
are, are preparing themselves, obviously, and doing stuff inside. But it's not the same, and I'm sure they haven't been outside a ton. Um, and then you open it up with just a super windy day. So a nice score from him to open it, a good win. And then West Branch also, um, West Branch won a duel over West Liberty um, as well and had some really good scores. Um, you know, put, had a bunch of guys in the 40s. Uh, Gage Gingrich um, shot a 42. Will Bridges shot a 43. Dylan Countryman shot a 44. Brady Knoop shot a 45. So, um, and Logan Hiley shot a 46. They had a bunch of guys in the 40s, uh, Rob. So, they uh, – What are we expecting they were one, from the Bears this year? That they were like really good. <laughs> yeah, they were really – that's one of the teams, I mean, last year that was – I know I wrote about this several times. I mean, they were a – they were a state championship caliber team last year, probably, and then didn't have their season. Um, and, I, you know, I don't want to put that on them right off the bat. You know, they lost some good golfers from the last two years. They were runner-up a couple years ago on a rain-shortened meet or state meet. Um, but they're, that's kind of been where the bar has been set at, you know, ever since they were, they were runner-up that year. And, and um, they, I know they felt like they were at that level certainly last year. I'm, I, again, I'm not going to throw that out there now, but I, I think that's where they've set the bar for themselves. Um, Dylan Countryman is, is a really, really, really good young golfer. And, you know, like I said, and he didn't have their, their low score yesterday. So, um, but again, it's just like every other sport. They now have guys, you know, younger guys that, have, mm -hmm. that maybe haven't played as much, as many varsity invitations. And I mean, that's the thing is, you know, golf is golf. Uh, you know, I mean, those guys play all the time, I'm sure, but um, Countryman's a guy that's done it, you know, at the varsity level, you know, at the state meet. So it'll be exciting to watch them grow in, in all these teams. Um, you know, I haven't, we haven't had a lot of our golf teams out yet, but that heats up. Uh, Solon has an invite coming up. It's got a bunch of our area teams that I always, I always really enjoy. And, and that's the fun thing. That's, that's the thing that's fun about covering golf, Rob, is these guys, it's, it's really enjoyable because of, they seem to be, a, it seems to be a really tight kind of group of coaches and kids, you know, they know each other and they play together and you're out there for four or five hours and the coaches hang out together. So I like to get, get out to these clubhouses and, and talk to coaches and stuff. And, and I'll have a chance to do that a lot more at a couple of our, a couple of our teams have home events here in the next 10, 10 days or whatever. And so that's, there's a couple of those coming up that I do try to do every year. And they're two of my favorite things. Um, just a lot of really good guys um that are that are coaches on those area teams assistant coaches and that I really enjoy talking with so I'm excited for some golf I I will say it's it's amazing to watch the photos from golf and, and then just to be out at the meets as it goes from you know there's not a there's not a leaf on the leaf on the tree <laughs> everything's brown you know and then to yeah. watch it when they finish up in May um it, it just it's one of those things that just everything looks totally different and you know, three weeks, but especially in a month or two months when, when they're finishing. So we'll have good golf too. We will. Um, there's other kids too. Obviously that's not real comprehensive, but um, I think we have a lot of kids that'll, I think we have kids that will be playing at the state, you know, at the state meet um, in a couple months. Good to see Nick Wagner back out there for Regina. Lost his football season. Nice to see him get to compete in any situation right. before his high school's up. So good to I, see his name I'm on glad. the list. I'm glad you mentioned it. I was typing those in and I saw that yesterday and I, I just kind of smiled and I was like, that's, that's awesome. Um, you know, because it's a kid that, you know, is a good track athlete, obviously, you know, but I, mm -hmm. I mean, just to see him have a chance, to, like you said, a chance to compete in something with all the opportunities that he's lost to compete. And that, that also speaks, I'm sure to the competitive nature of that kid, you know, mm -hmm. that he wants to get out there and, and do something again um but yeah i i smiled when i saw that last night and like ryan said we'll have as the season goes on and we have more um you know competitions and, and results and things like that we'll talk about some of the the athletes we've already talked about today and then others that will emerge um down the road so looking forward to that um i need to get now this makes me want to get out and golf Rob. <laughs> i don't golf and you don't want to see me on a course. <laughs> I haven't played in so – like I say that, like I used to golf a lot and still still really enjoy it. I just – it was kind of one of those – I mean, it's – I don't think I've gotten my clubs out of the basement in two two summers. And, I mean, 
know, even when we moved back here three, four years ago, it's like I'd go, you know, 20, 20, 20 odd times. And it's just kind of one of those things as my kids got more involved in stuff, you know, something had to get put on the back burner. Um, I'll golf when my kids go to college. <laughs> uh, one more thing I wanted to hit on, Ryan, before we get out of here is uh, Liberty High has a new football coach. Um, yeah. That, that happened since the last time we recorded a pod. So uh, two Iowa City schools with new head coaches going into next year. That's, uh, that's news. Yeah, and the plan is to have um, have some, some content, uh, more content. We obviously had a story kind of – given the skeleton background of, of James, um, uh, uh, coach, coach Harris, correct? James Harris from Washington yep. high school. I, I started Wa- to say that. Cedar and Rapids, I, Washington, no, Washington. Washington. And that, and we've seen Washington play, you know, what, right. they play Solon last year. I know they, I know yep. we've been out watching them play Solon. Yeah. Good I, program. Yes. Abs- that's what I was going to say. I, I started to say, and I was like, I'm going to say that wrong. Cause I just, but James Harris. Yeah. And I, I, the plan is to have some content, you know, more, more in-depth content. I got to figure out exactly how I want to do it because uh, I have some ideas other than just a story. But, but with Coach Harris, hopefully, and then also with, with uh, Coach Moore at City High, and that's kind of, I've kind of been, been sitting on that for a while because I wanted to get through winter sports and everything. But, no, it, it'll be interesting. Those are two teams that have played each other, you know, and, and I'm sure we'll play each other again and with new coaches. But that was the first thing that came to my mind is, Washington has just been a really solid program since I've moved back here. And, um, you know, so, so since 2013, it had some great games with Solon during that stretch, but they're a 3A program that's in the playoffs every year. He, he's been at Washington that whole time um, and, and, you know, was a freshman coach, was a sophomore or junior varsity coach, uh, was, the, was the varsity defensive coordinator, um, and then was, you know, most recently the head coach there for the last three years had a really good record. They were undefeated last year um, into the postseason lost to West Delaware, but I've seen them multiple times over the last four or five years when he's been on their staff. And, and like you said, Rob, they've had some, you know, head coaching turnover because he was there for three years. Their previous coach uh, went to ADM. Um, and so they've just, that's kind of the mark of a good program you know, as you have some turn, especially in high school, you don't have control over, you know, the, the players that are in their, that are in your program. You have right. classes come through and, and they haven't really had down years. I mean, their down years are six and three and, and everybody would take that. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. they've just been really, um, really a steady proud program since I've been back here. So I'm excited to see that. And, and from the people I've talked to, he's, he's a really good, um, really good guy and they're excited to have him in the community so it's a, it's a it'll be a new look liberty I'm sure you know offensively defensively but uh, there's a lot of excitement there um, well, it seems like Jeff Gordon laid a good foundation there too yeah, and obviously it's a, still a new program absolutely I mean you you kind of forget that and we talked about this in volleyball and in basketball yeah. and all that. you you just get at least I should say you me I when I say you I mean people I do you oh, just I get rolling. Sometimes. You get, you get rolling with all this stuff, and, yeah. and you're like, "Yeah, I mean, they're in the they're in the valley now," and you're just kind of like, "It's easy to forget that you know, this." We talked about this at the boys' basketball game, you know, against uh, Pleasant Valley. It's easy to forget that's the first group of seniors that that right. you know, four year seniors that this basketball program's had. It's just kind of easy to forget that, but and they they've had success. They've had a seven win season, went to the playoffs, and last year was was strange for all the Iowa city teams that, you know, they play five games, um, but they've had success. So yeah, absolutely. They've, they've experienced some success. And then another thing to, to kind of just consider or remember or whatever, and the people that follow Liberty football obviously know this, but the new five, a model for football um, or adding five, a for football, you know, Liberty's now four, a, but not the 4A that they were last year. They're not the biggest class. They're the Here we second, go with they go this back confusing to, conversation again. They, what is this? Are these districts or regionals? Don't I don't know. I'm not I'm not going down that road again because I know it. And then every time Rob brings it, I know that girls are regionals. And then every time Rob brings it up, I start talking and I just lose all semblance of like I just start calling them all sorts of different things. Groups, right? Um, Groups, districts. Yeah. In the, I st- okay. One more thing on that. 
I still can't get past because a lot of other states have sectionals. Right. And Iowa has no sectionals, except for in wrestling, they have these meets before districts and they call them sectionals. Yeah. I'm like, we have to add another term in here. I think they did. I, I'm convinced they did that just to, just to drive people nuts. They're like, no, I'm convinced really. that the people in central Iowa and Boone and elsewhere, they do this to confuse the media and the fans. They're like, all right, what can we, what type of terminology can we come up with just to drive people crazy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So I, I was going to say that, and I, I can actually, as much as we joke about this, I can actually, um, make it pretty straightforward. They're the second, they'll be the second biggest class this year. So they won't be competing in the biggest class. They won't be with the suburban Des Moines teams. They won't, you know, I mean, they won't be with the Dowling, um, the Valleys, whatever. And not that they would be on their regular season schedule, but with we, what we saw with the new scheduling model this year is that, you know, there's going to be some travel, you know, they won't be with those teams. So they're on with Clear Creek, right? I think, so. I think that's right. And, and, you know, I think Xavier's in that class. I don't have it. We went, we kind of yeah. did a pod on this and, we, yeah. and it's been written about, but, but that's, I mean, in a way that's significant, Rob, is there still yeah. fantastic football at that level? I mean, absolutely. Yes. I mean, w- without question. I'm not going, I'm not saying every team is better. Every team is worse, but, but just, that's just kind of, you know, when they had success two years ago, um, they, when they were three, a, they were really successful seven and three seasons. So just something in, in, I don't know exactly where they're at, but, you know, with, with the 5A and the number of the few teams that they have on there, there's probably a chance that they remain in that class, um, you know, for a little while. So I'm excited to, to get to, you know, get to know Coach Harris more um, and watch him play. Um, because like I said, you, he's, been, he's been extremely successful in his time at Washington, um, you know, both as an assistant and as a head coach. So um, a lot of new coaches in the area, Rob. And I did look it up just for people that are listening and did not listen to. And shame on you for not listening to our <laughs> district football podcast. But uh, Iowa City Liberty is in class 4A district, district number three with Burlington, Clinton, Fort Madison, Mount Pleasant, and North Sky. So it'll North be interesting Scott. because Harris will be familiar with a lot of these teams yeah. from his time at Washington. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, Name those again, Mount Pleasant. Uh, Burlington, Clinton, Fort Madison, Mount Pleasant, and North Scott. I know that they were in – I know that a couple of years ago that when they were in Solon's district that Mount Pleasant was in that district. I think Fort Madison has been in that mm-hmm. as well when, when Solon and Washington shared a district. So they were, they were kind of the top dogs in, in their district several years. Played some really good, really good Solon-Washington games. There's a yeah. great game down there that I did. Um, four or five years back. So they played, they played a really good game down there uh, two years ago, I think the year that Solon was a state, um, state finalist. So, um, yeah, they, just, just again, just a really solid program. Um, you know, and that's, again, not, not a program that had a three-year run where you looked at his record and you're like, wow, you know, he was the head coach for three years. And they were, I mean, just he was an assistant for a long time. They were good. And and that's, I mean, that's kind of what it takes too. And, and I'm sure he'll have a really good staff at, at Liberty as well. So exciting, Rob. And Clear Creek is in 4A. They're just in District 4. Are they um, with Xavier? They're with Xavier, aren't they? They are with Cedar Rapids, Washington, which is going to throw that, a lot of people off. That's uh, the one. Newton, Oskaloosa, Pella, <laughs> and Xavier. Yep, that's the one because it was the, the Cedar Rapids school. Yeah, so – Interesting. We'll do more on that, um, you know, as we get through, as we get into the summer. There's some, there's some things that, that we've talked about doing uh, content-wise. So with, before we really get into football season, so interesting. Yes, for sure. And uh, but we'll be focusing on spring sports right now in the next in the upcoming podcast next week. Ryan and I talked before we started recording today. We'll focus more for you soccer folks out there. We'll focus on soccer. Uh, you know, looking ahead to the soccer season next Wednesday uh, yep. for, for the podcast. And then we can also we'll, – we'll have some more results and some more sure. um, evidence of, of what the track teams are going to look like too. Didn't you say Saturday was uh, – Saturday's a big uh, track meet day? There's, yeah, there's several on Saturday. We have a lot of our teams in action on Saturday. Tomorrow is the first day of, of competition for, um, 
for soccer. We don't have any teams in action. Um, we have teams in action. Um, I think Regina plays Monticello on Friday, if I remember right. But then okay. um, Solon has their kind of early home tournament that they always have on Saturday. And West High has its um, invite that it's had, you know, for a while on Saturday as well. So I, I don't have the – I need to um, email Craig Hugel at West because I haven't done that yet. But um, that West High tournament, usually, you know, they usually have an Ankeny, an Ankeny Centennial, um, you know, a couple of the Des Moines teams. And, and they, they jump right into it, um, you know, most years at that. And there's been – it's really good soccer. They play at Barker and then they play over in the, in the football stadium too. And so if it's nice out, which it's supposed to be, um, and you're a soccer person and you're just – you can't wait for soccer, uh, there will be some really good soccer over at West on Saturday. But – and then, um, yeah, there's – we have – tomorrow's a big track day as well, Rob. Um, all, all away from, away from home, but, um, city and Liberty at North Scott and, and, uh, West Branch is up at Northeast, I think, and, and Clear Creek is going to have their kind of first full varsity meet. They'll take their boys to, to Waverly. Um, so, and then Saturday, um, City West, I think Solon as well, or at, at, uh, the Jefferson meet at Kingston. Um, and that's a good, that's a good meet. Um, and then, you know, there's some other teams around. I think City Boys go over to Valley, uh, if I remember right. And um, I want to say that we have – I want to say that Liberty's over in Central Iowa too. So I always like those, especially early in the season. Um, you know, there, there's so many of these that are the, – the, like I said, that teams go to almost every year. There's the Tipton meet that I like because it has a lot of our area teams. And then, you know, City and West are a lot of the Cedar Rapids go, go to Kingston a couple times. There are some of those meets that are the same. Um, and then, you know, they're both at four walls, which is super fun. One of my favorite meets of the year, but it's kind of cool to see these teams go over to, if city's gone to Valley in the past, or I think city goes to Ames or, 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 or has, uh, and Liberty's kind of you know, dipped their toe in that water too, going to central Iowa. So that's, that's cool. I kind of like to see how our kids compete early in the season, our, our kids, <laughs> the area, the area kids, um, you know, compete early in the season against, you know, like I said, somebody's at North Scott and just kind of seeing them. It, it different meets against different teams. It's kind of cool to look over those results. So what Ryan is saying is there are a lot of things that are coming up here in the spring sports are getting <laughs> and get, get, getting going in full force, and we'll have all of the results and stories of all of these competitions at yourprepsports.com, and we'll be back to talk about it next week on the Seven Nation podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and checking out the site and we will talk to you soon. Say goodbye, Ryan. Bye.